Thought Bubble Audio. You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Welcome to Beer with Geeks with Tim and Frank. Who are you? I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Hi, Christopher. I'm Nero. My name is Inigo Montoya. You're a wizard, Harry. A couple of guys with a couple of beers and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia. Make it so, number one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. Name the dog in the ant. Life finds a way. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Now sit back and crack open a cold one. Because it's time for Beer with Geeks. It comes in pints? Shaken, not stirred. Great Scott! I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Hi, and welcome to Beer with Geeks, where two geeks geek out with beer. I'm Tim, and with me, as always, is my friend who loves a little bit of chaos. It's Frank. How are you today? I'm doing well, but um, I, this is not... So I'm a variant. I'm not the usual Frank who's here. Um, so I have no context for for any of this. Do I, do I drink beer and then become a geek? I don't really understand how this works. Um, no, you have to be a geek already. The Ooh. beer is just a bonus. It doesn't I'm, actually really... It doesn't really need to happen. So I'm the cool variant who just plays sports and doesn't know anything about uh, geeky stuff. So I can Ew, rattle off here. I'm not, I'm not interested in talking <laughs> to you. <laughs> yeah. Hi. Hey, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the Richard E. Grant version of Frank who... Uh, I'd rather talk to that guy. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, how you well, doing? Anyway, well, I'm good. I'm I'm doing well. Um, what are you drinking today? Which I assume you actually are drinking a beer. I am. I am indeed. You- I am drinking a Great Rhythm North Beach Lager. It is a Mexican style lager uh, from the Great Rhythm Brewing Company of New Hampshire. And uh, this beer is inspired by unforgettable unforgettable moments, inspired uh, shared with friends, our passion for music. And our endless pursuit to create the most flavorful beer to complement all of life's adventures. Um, sounds it's fun. Great. It is an awesome, light and flavorful uh, 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 lager, very much in the tradition of you know a Pacifico or or a mm. um, uh, you know any any other Corona is the one I'm looking for. Um, oh, yeah the the classic mexican style lager so it's it's great it's really 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 nicely balanced and and malt forward and uh i really enjoy it that sounds excellent the mexican lager is excellent and should never be underrepresented like it is so so very delicious yeah it's a it's an uh, honestly sort of an underrated style of beer oh well yeah i agree with that um I, because I am a true agent of chaos and a variant, am not drinking a beer. Um, I am drinking a polar seltzer, the strom- strawberry margarita flavor. Ooh, okay. So it's it's it has alcohol uh, uh, um, overtones. Th- uh, yes, overtones. It's aspiring to be a, a cocktail. That is correct, even though it is not. And to go even further down the variant line, it's a skinny can, nice. not a regular can. Nice. So just <laughs> yeah. just really throwing it off there. Uh, no, mm-hmm. that's cool though. I actually, uh, Polar does some really interesting, very interesting flavors. And, uh, that's, that's a good one. Um, the unicorn, it's called unicorn tears. Um, 
I don't know that one. Unicorn that's a, Tears? That's a really good... Elusive. Um, yes, that's a really good one. That only... Co- Unicorn Kisses. Unicorn Kisses. Oh. Um, that I use sounds my, better. I use my one lookup. Uh, but that one only comes in oh, gosh, tiny already. little cans. The little, like, eight-ounce, tiny, tiny, tiny cans that are, like, like the skinny cans, but sh- really short. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, Unicorn Kisses. And it, 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 uh, it kind of tastes like, uh, like bubblegum flavor. Really? Yeah. Anyway, that one's good. I like that one a lot. Let's go to Candy Mountain, Charlie. Yes. Yeah. Oh God, Charlie. <laughs> Charlie. No. no, leave me the hell alone. <laughs> oh, my God. I haven't thought about Charlie Unicorn in so many years. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Okay. It's you know who actually Charlie's. reminds me of Charlie the Unicorn is um is Roy. Is it Roy from um Ted Lasso? Roy Kent. Roy Kent. <laughs> Yeah, it's the same personality. <laughs> totally is the same personality, yes. Roy, let's do something fun. No, no. leave me the hell alone. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Did you start season two of Ted Lasso? I have not yet. I'm probably going to start it tonight after we uh, get off uh, get off the air. Nice. Here. Nice. Have you started it? Oh, yes. Okay, yeah. cool. Cool, cool. Yeah, cool, cool. we are. I think we did day. I think we might have done day of nice. for the premiere in in our house maybe the next day i can't remember because we're watching schmigadoon at the same time so it's like we're gonna start that soon too we talked about it so we're yeah that's yeah yeah well you know like you have like all these like months where you're like i don't have anything to watch then all of a sudden there's like four things to watch and i'm like space it out people it's the same network i know i know even with apple it's the same thing right but you know what you know, a couple of weeks ago though, we had Loki, which was uh, which was excellent. We haven't talked about that yet, so maybe we should talk about that. I'm down with that. Cool. Let's talk about it. What did you think? I really liked Loki. I really, really liked Loki. I uh, was immediately in on like Tom Hiddleston and Owen Wilson, um, and uh, like off the bat. They they had me at hello, but uh, as it kept going and like evolved and like descended into true chaos, uh, I just I loved it more and more as it as it went along. Really, really, I think this is my favorite of the three Marvel Studios shows so far. I'm hearing that a lot. I'm and I feel and I do not share that feeling, though I very much liked it. That's not to say, but I I don't know if it was my favorite there's they're all so different that it's kind of hard to compare even though they like they all take place in the marvel universe but they're not really anything alike they're they're dealing with they're dealing with different concepts the tones are wild are vastly different not even wild they're vastly different from each other they're weird comparisons but so are the Um, movies right like the marvel movies are like different genres different you know, uh, themes, different stories, like they're linked together sort of somewhat loosely by like, yeah, they're happening in the same universe. But, but honestly, if you really look at it, like you've got a spy movie here, you've got a, uh, you know, like a, a buddy cop movie over here. Like you've mm-hmm. got all these different genres of movies that are happening in the same universe. And the TV series are just that expanded. It's true. No, that, that is true. I just, maybe because there's only three of them, it's like hard to, you know, okay. It's hard to mix and match, but anyway, that's not the point. It's very good. I I I didn't know what to expect when it started because I I purposely kind of just tried to like, yeah, it's coming out. I'll watch it. That's all I really need to know. 
Tra- yes. I find modern trailers to not sell things very well. Like they either sell the wrong product or they give everything away. And so I'm just like, try to avoid. I like, agree. For properties that I really care about. Like I'm just not. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Like I, I mentioned, I said on the show, I didn't really watch much of the, tr- the promotional material for Black Widow. I didn't really watch most of the, much of the promotional material for this show either, um, because I just sort of, I know I'm going to watch it. I know that I'm bought in on sort of the larger universe, so I'm going to watch it because I want to mm-hmm. stay up to date on it. So I don't need to watch the trailer because I'm going to watch the show either way. Why, why like either get the wrong preconceived notions because they thought they had to market it a certain way or sometimes they give away too much. Like I just decided not to not to really watch anything. So I didn't really know much of anything coming into it. Yeah, and, and you know, truthfully, the show really takes a lot of different spins or twists through it because it, it starts and you're like, oh, okay, Zodiac Silence of the Lambs vibes. Okay, right. not what I was expecting. And then like a couple episodes in, it's like, no, just kidding. It's actually apocalyptic vibes. And then it's romance. And then it, it's this and the And it just kind of keeps going and going and going. And um, and it's cool. I mean, Hiddleston is such a good actor that I think that a lot of the show just rests firmly on yeah. whether we care about Loki or not or can forgive him his sins. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I think that that makes a huge difference because Loki is like, I mean, they go through a point of saying mo- many times he's actually like Loki's not a great person. Like he's done awful things. And by mm-hmm. him being this variant that actually has really yet to he has yet to do many of those awful things. Like, yeah, there's the attack on New York, um, which is, you know, probably his worst atrocity if, you know, but like, sure. he does other stuff in other movies that like, we have to, you know, forgive him for. Um, and so like, but for the, the first episode, especially to like, it kind of goes through like the fun side of Loki before he snapped. Like he's, he's DB Cooper. Yes. He, that was so fun. Yeah, like that's that's really fun. Like that's like ah, I lost a bet to Thor. Yeah, you know which which I also love that like which is why Loki was weirdly more better with technology in Avengers or like the modern world than Thor was because like Thor just didn't care mm-hmm. about what was mm-hmm. happening on Earth. And meanwhile, Loki's like, I've been here a couple times. I'm actually pretty caught. I'm actually pretty caught up. I know how this works. Right. Oh, oh, um, you're just now discovering you like this drink and you want another. Uh, please, I'm way ahead of you. Yeah, been there, done that. And uh, I, I love that. I, I love the the thing with Sif, you know, the memory where, like, it keeps, like, like one I, I love that torture. Jamie Alexander came back for that. Me, too. Because she's, too. like, off on her own thing, doing her own show on NBC and all of that. Like, she's Is a that star so going with the, She's got all the tattoos and yeah. the memory. And yeah. the, oh, good. Oh, good for her. Yeah. Good. So she's got, she's got her own career now. Like, 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 Marvel is way in her past at this point. But I love that she came back and, and did this. And it was mm-hmm. like, you know, a pretty big, it wasn't just like a cameo. It was like, a you know, for, for an episode, it was a pretty big, a pretty big role for, for one episode. I, I agree. But my, actually my favorite part about that, apart from, you know, her coming back is that it's actually like a mythological tale that they did. That's real. Like Loki cutting Sif's hair is a thing. I that's didn't one know of that. the, yeah, that's one of the main Norse myths about loki is that he's like a high cut her hair is she loved it and now thor doesn't like her because her hair is short haha i'm the god of mischief you know 
something. He's so funny. He's alone and he always will be. Oh my gosh, the Norse myths, there there's something else. But yeah, but like I, I love that they utilize that, that they're like, you know, because like the when Thor first came out, they like tried to separate themselves from yeah. actually being Norse anything, and they like slowly put that back into the show. And I just love that they're like Loki just literally threw that stuff right into the mix. That's super cool. That's super, super cool. So yeah, I, I didn't even know that, but I, I love that. That was not even the aspect of the show that most drew me in, though. The was, thing, it the seven, was it the 70s aesthetic? It was the 60s, 70s aesthetic of the TVA. Mm-hmm. I loved, I did not expect that, didn't really know about that piece. Um, again, didn't really watch mo- much in terms of trailers and, and promo stuff, but I loved that that mid-century modern aesthetic that so much of the show had production design like this is my favorite give the give this all the emmys for production design and in my opinion like i think that is just brilliantly done Mm -hmm. um so i absolutely loved loved that aspect of the show but but the tva as a um as a device as a plot device and as a mechanism i really really dug it because it wasn't very long before I started to be like, okay, so this is all made up, right? Like at some point we're going to find out that these, was it the guardians? Um, the timekeepers. Timekeepers yep. uh, are not real. Cause like there's all this like, well, the timekeeper said so. So haha. <laughs> like, okay. At some point, obviously like, I think it was first or second episode. I was like that. That's not real. That's not real. No, that's not. No, that's total Wizard of Oz man behind the curtain. Absolutely Wizard of Oz. And they have actually said that that was an inspiration for. Oh, you could tell in the timekeepers, like the way that they enter the timekeepers chamber and what it looks like. And it's a big pyramid structure. And like, like that's all Wizard of Oz. And I I love that because like they took like the violent path towards the Wizard of Oz instead of like, okay, wizard, we'll do what you say. They're like. Cut off the wizard's floating head and see what yes. happens. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I loved that. I loved that. Yeah. yeah um, that, I, go ahead. What did you, what were your thoughts on sort of the, we have control of time travel and, and sort of the chaos that comes out of that. Like, because we can control time, control time travel, um, all of these, like the branches and the variants and the um you know the um the events that that um the nexus events that 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 come out of that what did you think of that as sort of a you know sort of cohesive storytelling device and sort of how the the fact that we can control time travel now necessitates all of these things um i thought it i thought it was smart in in an kind of in an overarching keep the universe contained thing to like explain maybe explain some things that didn't exactly work or some you could, it's the ability to retcon some stuff and to um to allow certainly at the end you know for complete and total devastation right and like now anything's game to give us phase four to it i mean that's what loki basically i mean yeah. it does a lot but it like it sets up phase four perfectly you know like this is every movie is going to be dealing with this with this outcome we know that kang the conqueror the ultimate time traveler of the marvel universe is the villain of um ant-man and the wasp quantum mania most likely because the tva is in the quantum realm Right. You know, time moves differently here and blah, blah, blah. So that's probably where they are. And I just like that. It's all 
you know, it, it, they it, that all connects together um, as as an event, and it also allows for characters, fun variants to appear when um, when the time calls for them. Right? You don't think that the multiple Spider Men that are probably Spider Men, what are they? It's like they're like the last name Spider Man, the the multiple Spider Man. It's actually Spider's Man. Weird, but it's like Attorney Spider's, General. Oh, oh, okay, great. Spider's Man. The multiple. Actually, I think that kind of works. The multiple Spider's Man that uh will appear like that's they're all variants, right? And so that's like that's technically what that is. We were introduced to the all these variants of Loki. Um and so and then obviously all the TVA workers are their own variants. And so now we're very comfortable with the term variant. You know, they throw it out there all the time. Um and so but you know like now time is already different. By the end of the show, it's already wonky and like they don't know who Loki is and right. there's only you know, there's only the one Kang or, you know, who, you know, it's not really Kang in the show. He's a variant on Kang, you know, right. right. Or, you know, so Emotus the, the, or the, the, what, whatever. What, what do they call him? He, he who is left or he who remains? He who remains. Yeah. He who remains. So, which is, so, which is, which is great. I like that. I, I thought that was a very cool concept. Jonathan Majors, I thought did an awesome job. He was great. He was very engaging. Ve- yes, um, captivating. I, I love the concept that the whole mastermind behind the whole timekeepers thing and the whole illusion, the whole TVA illusion, is somebody who it makes perfect sense that the reason there's a sacred timeline is because there is one person who wins in that timeline. Like for there's one person for whom this timeline benefits him the most. And for it's, him, it's yeah, it's truly history is written by the winner. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. He won this version of history and now he's fighting to keep it that way. Mm-hmm. And I love the implication that no guys, really, I tried every, I tried every variation and in every other one, it doesn't go well. So like, trust me on this. This you want this. And it's like, do do we want this or do you want this? Is it in your best interest for there not to be any free will? And Mm -hmm. it's actually it's a really it's a really ethical question, right? You know, very compelling. You know, like is it the best or is it the best for you? you. And those are those are two different things. But maybe the best for you is also the best for ninety nine percent of the of the people in the universe. Maybe, maybe, maybe maybe not. We don't know. And. She is so devoted to the idea of free will and of like, you know, honestly, she almost doesn't care in the end if he's right or not, because it's the principle of people should have a choice. Correct. Talk about Sylvie, right? Sylvie, sorry. Um, Sylvie feels that they should be able to make their own mistakes in a way. Like, they should be able to make choices, and if they're the wrong choices, they were their choices. And no one should be able to dictate to them what their choices are. That's true, but in some ways, that like, like his her letting all hell break loose, she has actually made a choice for everybody else. Sure, and so like it, she's culpable in the same way that that Emotus, he who remains, whatever is in the, the same way. Yeah, you know, or at least not in the same way. At, at least she's she's still responsible for making a decision for yes. many 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 people it's such one an, that might actually be worse it's such an interesting sort of paradox and interesting uh ethical ethical question and that's the kind of thing that like 
Oh, I love that that they explore those kinds of like we're talking about free will. Here is a comic book TV show where we're at the end of the of the eight episodes. It's all a question of like, what is free will and what does it mean to have free will? And is it is it better to have free will or is it better to have someone tell you, turn off your brain? This will be good for you. Like, it's such an interesting philosophical question that I wouldn't expect a comic book show to be asking. You know, I would expect a comic book to ask this question, but not a show. Exactly. I think that's, I think that's what you, you're you um, you're going for. In I, that. I would expect certain. Com- I would expect a Grant Morrison comic book to ask that question, but I wouldn't Absolutely. expect a mass market comic book superhero TV show to ask that question. Right. Yep. I agree. One that's this one. I what actually was struck so much about the aesthetic of this show is that it's not really designed to sell toys. Yeah. No, no. It's orange and brown and kind of dull looking and dark and, you know, dull in a sense that it's not bright and. Yeah, I understand. Like, yeah. Avengers colorful. Yeah. yeah. So I just thought that was I thought that was fascinating where like you now your market is this market is not like like what kid is going to sit down and be like, can't wait to watch Loki. Right. Like that's not your market anymore, no. and they know it. They know and it. that what is what I find so interesting. Like they'll they make the some of the movies are for, you know they sell the toys they they're for fun they're for this, but they know the box office is down. It's actually being driven. It's not the kids. It's being driven by adults. Yeah. who are really interested in this. I wouldn't say it's not deep. Like like I don't want to like we shouldn't get the Loki thing and like you know like oh, it's just the new member of the Criterion Collection Loki. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. You know like it's. It's philosophy 101. It's not yes. even 102. It's like it is just it is as bare a concept as you can get. But the fact they're even bothering to ask those questions and to make it part of a timeline or to make it part of a storyline rather like that's really good. Really good. And for there to be um actual consequences yes. uh by the end of the show, I thought was really fascinating. Did you watch The Good Place? Uh, first, first season. Okay. First season. Yeah. Cause that show did a similar thing where it got very philosophical and, and it got deeper than this did way deeper than this did, but it was a similar thing of like a sort of a slow rolling start on that train. And then by the end of the series, it was basically a philosophy course wrapped in a sitcom wrapper. Um, wow. and this is sort of a similar concept, not at the same pace, not in the same way, but it is sort of a, we're, we have philosophical questions we want to pose to you and make you think about, and we're wrapping it in a superhero comic book wrapper. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, just, it reminded me of, of just that aspect of the good place. I also felt like, um, so you've got the time travel aspect, you've got the, um, the good versus evil, the philosophical, you've got the. Um, the sort of, the sort of, uh, domino effect of one event affects the other, affects the other, affects the other. And then we have the, we need to save, basically we need to save time, right? Like we need to save time from someone who wants to destroy time. Right. Right. Um, and all those factors made it feel very much like Dr. Who to me. Total Dr. Who. Sure. I can, I can get behind that. A yep. lot well, here's of the, the different different versions of reality. Here's this yeah. new planet. Here's this new thing. This we're going in this time. This time. This time. This. Yep. I get that. Total like like Doctor Who. And actually, it's funny because I hear the next season of Doctor Who is going to follow rather than doing sort of they usually do sort of episodic like okay one different adventures every episode. Apparently, this next season of Doctor Who is going to follow one season long arc all season long. Really which is different for them. That's 
massively different. I'm kind of intrigued. Yeah. And, and it, it kind of feels like this is in a, in a, from a similar, it's not the same story, it's not the same thing, but it's from a similar place. It's from a similar, um, style. Um, and so I'm just, I, I thought it was very, very interesting from that point of view. And I was curious what you'd think about it. Cause I know you, you're not the biggest fan of Dr. Who, but I wondered what you would think about it because it has all these other elements that you are familiar with and that you do enjoy. And sort of if it's, if it's a story you enjoy that happens to be similar to Dr. Who, would you still, you know, appreciate it? And it sounds like you did. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good point. But it's funny that like, remember when I said I was not lukewarm on this, but there was part, I just like couldn't wrap my head around. Yeah some things that I just didn't love. And like, now you saying like, it feels like Dr. Who was like, maybe that was it. Maybe, maybe that's that it. was the thing. Maybe that was the thing that I, I couldn't connect with. It was a little too Whovian for me. Um, Interesting. So I don't know. Um, there was a lot of talk um, from fans about Sylvie and one, how cool she is. That was pretty awesome. She was awesome. Yeah. I saw an article. I don't know if you, um, you caught this, that Marvel, she had just given birth pretty recently before oh. filming and so marvel specifically made her suit capable so she could breastfeed while filming hmm. like the way like it the way that it, it like could unzip her and all that stuff and i thought that's cool like good for good for marvel for being yeah. like we're going to accommodate your needs because 20 years 30 years ago they're like gotta pee in a suit too bad too bad right wait till it's off gotta poop poop in the suit we got stuff to film that's you know really great yeah, I thought that was, I mean, I shouldn't even say that. I mean, I know Christian Bale couldn't even go in his suit, so it wasn't right. even that long ago. Right, but, yeah, no. Um, but I just thought that was, I thought that was great. And just something that, you know, like, there's a reason people keep going to work for Marvel. Yeah. And, it you know, it's not just because they make money. It's because they actually seem to care about the people that work for them. Mm, um, I love that. Which was, yeah, I do too. I thought that I thought that was really nice. Um, but people, there's a there's a love story aspect right here, and it's 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 Mobius and his jet ski or his phantom jet ski. Yes, yes. Um, uh-huh. and Mobius and, and his strip. Also, exactly. I do love. I did love the name Mobius. I just love that it was a great time pun. Yes. And so when you find out that he's like a variant of somebody else, and they all have these fake names, and they're creative, I was like, oh well, at least your name makes sense now because yeah, what parent names yeah, they yeah. Get Mobius. Yeah. Um. But Sylvie falling in love with Loki, Loki falling in love with Sylvie, and they're just variants of one another. So it's Loki falling in love with himself. I thought that was some of the best writing Marvel has put out because Loki is 100% narcissistic, Absolutely. 200% narcissistic. He like it's he's in for himself. So, of course, Loki falls in love with himself. Of course. And I just that was the best thing. I just I loved that. So I just was so on board for that. I was on board for that, uh, that, I, that Loki's, that Loki's part of the LGBT, uh, LGBTQ plus community, mm-hmm. you know, like boys and girls and like, that's all on brand Loki for me. Very much. So. Like not even just MCU Loki, like, like mythological Loki comics, Loki, like all of it. I'm on board. That totally. was, that was great. Just in general. It's, yeah, yeah. It, it it's great understanding of their own character. Yes, and that's oh, Marvel is so good at that. They are so good at they have been so consistently good at, with very few exceptions, understanding like what really makes a character tick and being able to tell a different kind of story with that character because it still goes back to the basics of this is who they're what they're about. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and it's like, yeah, this character, maybe this character was first written in the forties in a world war two context, but we can still tell a modern day story that, that is built on the same bedrock. Um, even if it presents differently. And I love that. They're so good at that. I love, 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 love that. Um, I also, I also thought that like they did such a good job with the, the variants at the end of time, right? Like the Richard E. Grant oh, gosh. and the little yes. boy Loki and the alligator Loki, mm-hmm. Loki gator. Yeah. Gloating, uh, gloating, um, wheels his own Mjolnir. Yes. Loki. Yep. All of that. All I, of I, it. Truthfully, Richard E. Grant as like original comics formula Loki is one of the best pieces of casting that Marvel has ever put out. That's like Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark level it's, casting. Honestly, yes, it is. Yeah, I would, I, I would, I will back you on that. I will back yep. you on that. That is some of the most brilliant casting. Um, I absolutely yeah, like. Oh, I, you I know, there's like S A B C T or tier whatever. It's S tier like it's he looks like him he acts as the heck out of him his like big moment like his big magic moment is like the loki moment i've been waiting for you know for 10 years from yes. marvel oh it was beautiful it was it was pure magic and i love that richard e. grant now is in star wars and marvel i just i just love that so much um she's having a richard e grant assance is he, what he's he doing is. you he know is. he's and, if you haven't watched it if you love richard e grant as loki go to netflix and watch the TV show, the, um, a series on unfortunate events. It's oh, three yeah. seasons. It's truthfully one of the best shows that Netflix has put out. And I feel like people slept on it. It's so funny. And he plays the man, the man with the beard and no hair or something like that. I can't remember the name of the character. He's hilarious. This is the, the Neil, Mat- Neil Patrick Harris version. That's, that's the one. Yeah. Not the Jim Carrey movie, the, the show Patrick Warburton is Lemony Snicket, the narrator. And it, it is just extraordinarily good um, from top to bottom. Cast is amazing. S- story's great. Jokes are on like the, it's all, but, but if you, if you, if you're a fan of Richard E. Grant, because of all these things that you've maybe seen him in over the past couple of years, especially Loki, go do yourself a favor and go watch a series of unfortunate events. Okay. Right on. Right on. Um, I, but yes, the grant Assance is real. Uh, the, I love how young Loki had killed Thor. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, oh, the, that Loki, Loki is in young great. Avengers. That young Loki, I'm pretty sure, is in Young Avengers, which they've been like seed planting. You know, for they did it in Wandavision, they did it in, in um, Falcon and Winter Soldier, um, and now you know, and now and now in Loki. Like, I'm, we're getting some Young Avengers, something somewhere down the line. Miss Marvel's coming. Yep, that's Young Avengers. So I'm, I'm, they're doing their they're doing their seed planting again, and I love when Marvel does that. They always have a plan. They always have a plan, and they're yeah. so good at that. I know we're we're go just going into phase four now, and like you know that they're like, and so in phase seven, yeah, 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 we'll be doing this, this, and this because they originally didn't start that way, and you can see where they had to like shuffle stuff along the way, and now yep. they're like, nope, we got a plan for everything, yep. so yep. get on board. It just, it's you know, it's just this whole thing started. This whole thing started with a post credit scene with Samuel L. Jackson saying, "I want to talk to you about the Avengers Initiative," and it just blew up from there, and here we are. And here we are. Here we are. Yeah. No, it's 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 so true. And I love that Loki is the thing that precipitates new phases of the Marvel universe. Like like pretty consistently. Like 
like at the, you know he's in the Avengers movie right so that's the end of phase one going into phase mm-hmm. two he's in uh, uh uh in 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 Ragnarok in in he's sort of the at the beginning of Endgame and sort of the the mm-hmm. beginning of the end there like he or wait was it Endgame or was it Infinity War no it was Endgame um and no no it was Infinity, Infinity War. War it was Infinity, Infinity War. War yeah yeah my bad um. But I love that he is like kind of this pivotal figure over and over again, like throughout and that new phases are kind of born out of things that Loki does. And that it all started when when this all started, Tom Hiddleston was a nobody. Yeah, as many of the I mean, even Chris Hemsworth was a Captain Kirk's dad from Star Trek, from J.J. Star Trek. It was like a piece of trivia, like little known fact. This is the same obscure actor who played this obscure role. I know it's it's great. It's great. No one else is great, Frank. Where people can find us. Our listeners are great, and they are great for finding us. And we love you all for finding us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher or TuneIn or Amazon or Google or wherever you get your podcast. Thank you for doing that. You've already found us there. If you haven't, um, if you haven't already gone this far, I would urge you to hit subscribe or follow, depending on what your app says, um, so that you get new episodes of Beer with Geeks each week. Um, that would help us a lot. It would also help us a lot if you left a rating or review in that app, especially Apple Podcasts, but any app you use, you know, leaving us a star in Overcast, giving us five stars in, in Apple Podcasts or or sitting down and actually tapping out, writing out a review um, would mean a lot to us. If you want to support us in other ways, I mean, you can follow us on Twitter at Beer with Geeks. You can email us, beerwithgeeks at gmail.com. Um, you can, of course, support us financially. Um, if you want to, if you want to take that step and help us to keep making this show at patreon.com slash thought bubble audio. Um, and you can find our, our other shows that Tim and I host and that our friends host over at thought bubble audio.com. And you'll see the other shows that are on our network, but those are, those are the ways you can find us, ways you can support us and help us to keep making beer with geeks. Well said Frank, or, or should I call you, um, Frank? The, mm-hmm. the variant. So um, we didn't really. Oh shoot, we didn't really talk about Owen Wilson. He's just a love. I love Owen Wilson. Wow, we didn't. Wow, really he didn't say it. He didn't say it once, and I. Wow. That's okay. But I just I found him incredibly engaging in the show, yes. and I thought his their chemistry, his and Loki's chemistry was excellent. Um, there's a the, the judge. Um, shoot, Judge Renfield, Judge Ravenclaw, Judge Ravona, Ravona. Is that what it is? Uh, judge, I, I, you're talking about the the female the, judge who's the, his boss. Yeah, the, yes, his yes, boss, Ravona. Uh, Ravona, uh, Gugu Mbatha Raw. Who I I love her from. Um, I love her from the morning show. Um, she's mm. she's great in the morning show on Apple TV Plus, and then also she's in this fantastic episode um, of Black Mirror um, called San Junipero. Uh, which is like a beloved episode uh, in the third season of, of, of that show. I'll put links to these, these in the show notes, but she's fantastic in that episode. She's fantastic in the morning show and she crushed it in, in this, in this series as well. She's a fantastic actor. And I, I have loved her and everything I've ever seen her in. And I immediately saw her and was like, oh, that's her. I love her. So I'm, I'm a big, big fan of her work. Oh, that's lovely. I, I've seen her in something, but I couldn't, I couldn't, place it right off the bat her character fun fact is in love with kang the conqueror in the comics ah nice okay they're like an item so i was 
That's also why I thought there was something fishy with the timekeepers because I'm like, but she's the the one that God is. she loves Loki. So is she in on it or whatever? But we'll see more of her, and I'm excited about that. So, but Frank, no one I'm excited about talking to you, my friend. And as always, it has been a pleasure. So, cheers. cheers.